Good evening to you all and thank you for joining us once again for the Salvation Meeting here on Fortress Radio. Right at the start of our meeting tonight, I want to say a big personal thank you to everyone who sent me messages, emails and letters in the last few weeks about this continuing ministry. The number of meetings keeps on going up and this is now the 37th meeting that I've been privileged to prepare for what has, we are all assured, become a truly well-appreciated and much-blessed ministry all around the world over these past 11 months. Your encouragement to me has really been needed. It's not been the easiest start to a new year for me, but the reassurance that God is really speaking to and inspiring his people through Fortress Radio and many other expressions of online Salvation Army worship is just amazing. So let's start our meeting tonight with a great army song, number 932 in the songbook. And it's a song that has a most inspiring chorus, On We March With The Blood And The Fire.
song really got my heart beating and my feet tapping. And I'm grateful to Kevin Larson, who's used that tune in a new piece of music that we first heard, I think, at the Boundless Congress. But it's worth listening to right now. On we march. As we pray now, I want us to use a lovely chorus by Colonel Edward Joy.
It's number 566 in the songbook. And the melody is perhaps most known to many of us from Ray Steadman Allen's wonderful selection, By Love Compelled. So let's join with the band as we sing this chorus, All my days and all my hours, all my will and all my powers, all the passion of my soul, not a fragment, but the whole shall be thine, dear Lord, shall be thine, dear Lord. And let that be the prayer of each and every one of us tonight, that all our days, all our hours, all our lives shall be given to you to bless and use in your service. We recognise that at times life is hard and there will be occasions when inevitably we will fail you. But you are an ever faithful God and a God who forgives us, restores us and strengthens us every time that we ask you. And we pray that indeed one day we may be holy as you are holy. Let this be our aim, our intent, to be like Jesus in every thought and deed. We thank you for coming to earth to be mankind's saviour. And through your willingness to be the sacrificial lamb of God in going to Calvary, dying and being risen again, we all have that hope of life eternal with you in heaven when we reach the end of our lives. And until then, Lord, keep us faithful, make us strong, and accept our offerings on your altar to take our lives and use us to be your lights in this dark world that others may, through us, come into the wonderful knowledge of your saving grace and power. And Lord, right now and once again, we pray for this world, much of it still in the grip of the COVID pandemic, a tragedy that has robbed us of so much that we have in the past been used to and taken for granted, including the opportunity to gather together in worship, to sing, to play and to pray together and even to meet much-loved and much-missed family members. 
Lord, we pray that despite all this, some overall good will come from this situation. And we thank you for Christians who've diligently worked on preparing and sharing an internet ministry, a podcast ministry, a Facebook or a YouTube ministry. And we have absolutely no idea just how many thousands of people all around the world are being reached by the gospel through these efforts. God bless all who are involved in this ministry. Let them be encouraged and continue to be inspired through the Holy Spirit as they minister in this way. Meet the needs of all your children, Lord, and be the answer to our prayers. Whether we need comfort, healing, confidence or any other kind of support. And help each one of us to grow nearer you every day. Help us to be better people, better friends, better Christians. The best that we can be for you. Amen. A word that's already appeared and will feature quite a bit in our meeting tonight is one that we rarely use in the 21st century. GIRD. G-I-R-D. When Peter refers to being alert in our Bible verses this evening, the word alert comes from a Greek word meaning gird up, as in gird on the armour. And of course, that phrase features in song number 957 in our songbook. I'd like us to sing the first and last verses of that song together. But we're going to leave the middle verses to the Santa Ana Singing Company as our contribution to the meeting tonight by the Singing Company. I'll gird on the armour and rush to the field, determined to conquer and never to yield, so the enemy shall know wheresoever I may go. That I am fighting for Jehovah.
there's a wonderful suite of music for band that also features that great old tune. And we're going to hear Robert Redhead's Shout Salvation right now as our band piece for this evening. The second movement of the piece features Amazing Grace, another favourite. And the third, Stand Up and Shout If You Love My Jesus. Shout Salvation. <laughs> Thank you. 
evening is taken from the first epistle of Peter chapter 1 and verses 13 to 21. Be holy. Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance, but just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Since you call on a Father who judges each person's work impartially, live out your time as foreigners here in reverent fear. For you know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life handed down to you from your ancestors, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. He was chosen before the creation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for your sake. Through him you believe in God, who raised him from the dead and glorified him, and so your faith and hope are in God. Amen. We'll be thinking more a little later about living that holy life. But for now, let's turn to song number 704, a powerful prayer from the pen of Leslie Taylor Hunt. He became the officer at Hastings Three Corps when he was aged just 16, and before he even got to go to the training college. Well, you can sing along with this if you wish, or you could just listen to the song so beautifully sung by my friend Barbara Allen.
Verses 15 and 16 of our Bible reading tonight read, But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, Be holy, because I am holy. Now I find that rather daunting at first glance, as I'll explain in a few moments. But first, let's concentrate our minds on our holy God himself. We'll all be familiar, of course, with Reginald Heber's great hymn, Holy, Holy, Holy. It's usually sung both heartily and reverently to the tune of Nicaea. But the songsters tonight are going to bring to us a newer melody by Richard Phillips to those same words. Holy, thou art holy. Thank you. 
Have you ever fallen asleep in the meeting? I think I've been close at times without ever actually nodding off. But I think we've all known folk in our various corps and churches who have done. My mind immediately goes to a most lovely friend, now in his home in glory, who fell asleep quite regularly from his seat in the trombone section of our band, sometimes even letting us know with a gentle snore. Yes, it sounds quite humorous, but many of us do live very busy lives. Sunday is designated as a day of rest. Yet in years gone by, as we referred to last week in our praise meeting, there was nothing unusual 40 years or so ago for us to have at least six, if not seven or eight meetings on a Sunday. Sunday schools, open airs, knee drills. No wonder some of us escaped to the land of Nod for a few moments, especially after what was, for many, a five or six day full-time working week. We have no such excuse today, of course. One meeting a day is the most that the majority of us have and may go back to one day when all the current COVID restrictions are consigned to history. But I couldn't help thinking of such memories as I began to look at the words that we've heard tonight from Peter's epistle. Be alert, we're instructed. The word alert comes from a Greek word meaning gird up, as in gird on the armour, I told you earlier. So we need to be ready at all times. Ready to shout salvation, if you like. Ready to stand up and shout if you love my Jesus, to relate back to the band piece again. In fact, if I'd gone right back to the King James Version for our reading, it uses that same word. We are instructed to gird up the loins of your mind. So are we disobedient children? What is an obedient child, we might well ask. Well, I have two little darlings at home, as you know, aged four and two. And I don't think they ever deliberately set out to do naughty things or be deliberately disobedient. That just happens, quite naturally. And I think Peter would give us the same benefit of the doubt here. Our very doctrines in the Salvation Army affirm that we are born with a natural tendency to stray, to wander from the rightful path, to do those naughty things, if you like, just like those little children. But as adults and Christian adults, we do have a responsibility to try to be the best that we can be, to not conform to the evil ways of the world, but to constantly make that concerted effort to fight back against it. And it all sounds a bit serious and oh so religious that he uses the word holy. Now, holy is a word with a bit of a dodgy reputation. Perhaps you'll agree with me. How many times have we referred to someone or heard someone else speak of somebody else saying they're too holy to be of any earthly use? I was told at one of the corps where I was the officer's kid that the other teenagers didn't include me in their nights out and parties because I was regarded as being too holy. Wow, if only they'd known me properly, they'd never have made that accusation. You see, it was just an assumption. 
And I can assure you with some regret that despite all my best efforts over many years, my personal journey towards holiness is still very much an ongoing one. And one with a very long way to go, even now. And Peter goes on immediately to repeat his exhortation, reminding us of God's words to his people way back in Leviticus chapter 44. I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves and be holy, because I am holy. I am the Lord who brought you up out of Egypt to be your God. Therefore, be holy, because I am holy. But in truth, the word holy here is not used as an instruction for us to live with our heads in the clouds or with some sort of lofty religious condemnation of anyone or anything that doesn't live the same way we do. God doesn't want us to be so apparently holy that we're of no use to him. He just wants us to be different and the best that we can be. Holy is a word that means different, different from the common, consecrated or dedicated. And it's used throughout the Bible in relation to things and people as well as to God. And that gives us ordinary mortals half a chance, doesn't it? You see, God isn't demanding that we be perfect, just that we try to be that difference in the world. We used to be like the rest of the world before we were saved or born again. But now we have been made aware of that difference, then we have to try to live out that difference. We have to try to be his obedient children. But just like any father, he understands that the perfect child doesn't exist. We're going to go wrong. We're going to let ourselves and him down. We're going to make a right old mess. And he knows. But he's always ready for us to try again. And of course, there's that massive difference between us and God. The aim for us might be to constantly try to be holy, just as God is holy. But the difference is enormous. And it's often forgotten both by those who accuse us and by ourselves as we struggle with the guilt and remorse that might be associated with our own constant failings. So what is that difference? This is the difference. God never had to learn to be holy. Being holy is an intrinsic part of who God is and always has been. God is holy. That's W-H-O-L-L-Y. God is wholly different from anything else in creation. There is no one else like him. As the songsters sang for us beautifully a few moments ago, only thou art holy. There is none beside thee, perfect in power, in love and purity. So when he calls us to be holy, he knows we can never get there. He knows we never will reach that level of perfection that only he who is inherently holy has. Of course we can't. But he does call us to try, to be that difference, that holy difference in the world. And therefore, to make a difference in the world itself. 
We used to sing, I'm set apart for Jesus. And that's it. We are his difference in this wicked and lost world. Can we at least try to live up to that calling? Two good friends of mine wrote a song some years ago now that expresses that desire that each of us should have to be the best that we can be. Let's listen now to Roger and Andy's song, I Want to Be the Best. Want to be the best that I can be Want to feel your love controlling me I need to let my eyes begin to see What? 
another song that we must share together as we dedicate ourselves right now to be the best that we can be. They are beautiful, challenging, inspired words as always from the pen of General John Gowans. Ending with the prayer that I pray is the one that's being prayed by each and every person listening to this meeting tonight. Make a better me. Of course, it's number 595 in the songbook. In this quiet moment, still before your throne, conscious of your presence, knowing I am known, in this quiet moment, set my spirit free. In this quiet moment, make a better me. Let's pray this song together and we can each of us take a few more steps down that road towards being holy that we've been made so aware of this evening.
in this quiet moment, make a better me. That gives hope to us all. God doesn't expect perfection straight away. That will take, in fact, until we join him in heaven. But he wants us to try. My thanks, as always, to everyone who's taken part in our meeting this evening. The International Staff Band and the International Staff Songsters, Santa Anna Singing Company, Norfolk Fellowship Brass, Barbara Allen, Roger Marsh and Andy Piper, and also to my wife Sarah, who brought to us tonight's Bible reading. Our closing song for this evening came to me when I read an article on the BBC Sports site earlier in the week. Many of you will know that I love sport, and in particular football and cricket. That's proper football, by the way, or soccer, as it's known in a few places around the world. One of the United Kingdom's most successful teams right now is Manchester City, and they have a player who goes by the name of Jesus. Well, actually, I believe it's pronounced Jesus. But the article that I saw the headline for caught my attention at once, for it read, Guardiola has no doubts over Jesus. I should say that Pep Guardiola is the manager of Manchester City Football Club. Does it make me a bit of a weirdo that my initial reaction to reading that headline was, Hallelujah, me too. I have no doubts over Jesus. Well, if it does... I don't care one little bit. But then I began to wonder if the footballer Jesus actually knew the same Jesus who he shares his name with. A bit more research and I was delighted to discover that he did. The footballer revealed that dependence on God is a vital part of his life. The Brazilian international highlighted God as one of the most important influences in his life, alongside his mum. And he even chose the number 33 to have on the back of his shirt because it represents the age that Jesus Christ was when he died. He admits that it's an honour to share a name with the Son of God. So let's sing song number 96 together, which says, There's no other name but this name, and no other name will do. And take Jesus with you this week. Make a difference in the world. God bless you all. Jesus.
now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us and remain with us all until we can meet like this again. Amen.